You went into the TV for fun and woke up in a world without sun. You found a funeral pyre where they lit a man on fire. Then, boy, holy fuck, did you run. To your hotel room you did go to try to find a way back home. You tried nothing that worked, felt like going berserk. In this place, you may die alone. The knock on the door was a shock, because you were pretty sure that thing had a lock. But in through they came, their eyes all aflame. They don't look like they wish to talk. Who's next on the list, they demanded, as the fear in my chest quickly expanded. I had information they need. If I don't speak, I will bleed. The problem is, I don't know what they commanded. I don't know what you're talking about. My intelligence may be called in doubt. I don't have a list. I can see you're all pissed. But if I find it, I'll give you a shout. Somehow that didn't sate them. To be honest, I can't really blame them. They poured in through the door, shoved me to the floor. My actions they were about to condemn. The man that was Michael is dead. In this world, we're three days ahead. His fate's already been decided. A savior's attempt is derided. Now give us the next name instead. It's been days since I last saw that video. I'd love to remember, but I can't, so... I can't help you find folk. My short-term memory's a joke. I blame all that time I spent watching TV shows. The mob lunged to pick me up roughly. Things went dark and the room got all stuffy. I appeared back at home, proper dimension, alone, with my head feeling all kinds of fuzzy. So now I'm back here again. Another episode that's hard to explain. Out there is a killer and the mystery's no clearer. I rhyme so I don't go insane. I feel like I've taken too many head hits. I wonder if someone else could help me get it. There's a lot to uncover. This episode's a bummer. So let's get on with the opening credits. The Bright Wall Podcast. Season 2, Episode 4. The Bright Wall Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. If you'd like to help out production, go to patreon.com slash empty square to become an official backer. If I never see the inside of the Dead Space Network again, it'll be too soon. I mean, I don't know how many times you've seen a man burn to death, but I'm here to tell you, once is too many. I arrived back at the hotel room through the television. It seems to be the gateway both back and forward, so that was good to know. I looked outside and it was still dark, still raining. I looked at the alarm clock on the side table. 12.01 a.m. I don't suppose it's broken, is it? I asked myself, but I knew deep down in my heart that it wasn't. Time dilation's on the menu now, boys. Every time something new happens to me, I think it can't possibly be more surprised. But I can. But I can. Once the adrenaline rush of being chased by an entire angry mob who wanted something I couldn't provide wore off, I realized that I quite literally had no energy left. It took all the strength in my body to keep from collapsing on the floor. I didn't so much walk as I did fall with style towards the bed. I didn't even get undressed or under a blanket. I was asleep within seconds. I don't dream much anymore. Probably because my whole life is so strange that my brain can't keep up with it. Can't throw weird stuff at me if my life is already this weird. If I started having dreams again, it would probably be like me doing taxes, feeding a dog, going for a walk. You know, normal stuff that people do every day, but I took for granted. I woke up in the morning. My head was throbbing. I felt hungover, dehydrated, and in no way rested. I felt like I was made out of sand and crushed glass. For a second, I forgot why I felt so miserable. And then I remembered, according to the unwashed masses of the Dead Space Network, I had three days before something bad happened to Michael. 
I wasn't sure what, but if it's anything like the shit I saw on the network itself, I figured it would be nice to at least let him know. I washed my face quickly to try to give myself some energy, but all it gave me was wet face. And I sent out into the world again. I was not four steps out the door when somebody stopped me. Excuse me, are you Andrew Cooper? He asked. Well, that depends, I answered. Are you part of the angry mob that tried to kill me last night? Not that I know of, sir. Oh, good. What do you need? This letter came for you. Letters were never good. I've gotten several pieces of mail in my life, all ranging from court summons to medical bills and the occasional coupon to Olive Garden. But Olive Garden was merely a memory to me now. I opened up the letter and began to read. Dear Andrew Cooper, I hope this letter finds you in good health. I can understand how a letter coming from seemingly out of the blue may come as a bit of a shock to you, but I mean you no harm. You know, I thought, I mean you no harm in any other context probably would put me on edge, but right now it actually does relax me. Anyway, the letter continues. It's come to my attention that you have quite the skill set when it comes to finding information and finding out mysteries as they come. So it would behoove me to ask you for your help. My son and I moved here a couple of years ago after an incident in our home. We hoped it would be more of a quiet respite in the middle of a city, but it became much worse than that. My son was named Aiden, and you were at the crime scene earlier this week. They told me the final ruling of his death was a suicide, but I refused to believe it. My son was troubled. The things he had gone through in his life would be hard for anybody to come out without some sort of trauma. But he was never depressed. He, he told me everything. He would have told me about this. He had no marks on his body, no signs of a struggle. I refused to believe it. I refused to believe it. If at all possible, I'd like to hire you to find out what really happened. Enclosed is my address if you'd like to meet and discuss further. Hoping to speak to you soon, Zachary Bryan. I leaned against the wall of my hotel for a second. I knew something was up with this Aiden kid. There's just no way something is this simple. Unfortunately, it's a whole nother mystery altogether, and I have to concentrate on this one right now. I can't save Aiden, but I can save Michael. I folded up the letter and put it in my back pocket. I did want to circle back around to it later. For all I know, these things could be connected. Standing in the familiar foyer of the radio station, Michael had not actually arrived to work yet. But he was due in today, so I decided to wait it out and walk around the building for a bit. No use in just sitting around, I suppose. I started looking through the different recording booths just to see what was going on. Things seemed relatively normal, to be honest. Trying to listen in on talk radio, something about sports. Somebody was just saying the word Bitcoin over and over and over again. I'm sure that's a show worth tuning into. I looked into the booth beside Michael's with the farm couple bopping up and down to the music. I couldn't hear it, but it looked like they had not moved since I last arrived. They looked exhausted. Sweat pouring down their faces. One of them looked like they were crying. Their moves never changed once. I asked the secretary. Ma'am, can I ask you a question? Sure, she said. Go ahead. What kind of yeehaw shit is going on in that room? Oh, that's just Mark and Courtney Ann. Okay, it wasn't a trivia question. What are they doing? Dancing, I guess. Do they not leave, or change the song, or do anything else? Not my problem. I clock in, do my job, clock out. And they're always there. Always there. And you've never once wondered what's going on. They don't pay me enough to wonder. You're a very unpleasant woman, you know that? 
They don't pay me enough to be pleasant. All right, you know what? Fair enough. Any other weird stuff I need to see while I'm here? Depends on what you mean by weird. Oh, you know, like infinitely dancing hill folk. Oh, you need to see the Baroness. I beg your unbelievable pardon. Take the stairs down to the basement. There's a basement? Yes, that's where we keep all of our avant-garde shows. You have avant-garde shows? If you're going to question everything I say, we're never going to get out of here. Sorry, you're right. Take the stairs down to the basement, turn right, go through the door, knock twice. What am I getting myself into? Well, where's the fun if I tell you? Fun for who? They don't pay me enough to worry about you. Everything she just said screamed trap really, really loudly and with reckless abandon. And I knew that it was going to be bad. But being the resident white guy in a horror movie, I have to do the stuff that pushes the plot forward and ends people's lives or releases the demons or pisses off Satan or gives birth to Ben Shapiro. You know, terrible stuff like that. So off I went to the basement. I figured this is a professional building. What's the worst that can happen? The stairs, which creaked every single time I put weight on them, let me down to what could charitably be called a dungeon. You ever stick your head in a bag full of mildew? That's pretty much exactly what we're dealing with here. The air felt wet. Not humid. Wet. Breathing was a chore. Every minute I spent down here felt like it was two minutes closer to death. I headed right where she told me to. And through the dim lighting, I could see the door with the red on-air light on. Well, I didn't want to be rude, so I waited till the light went out. I gave it about ten seconds to not look too needy, and knocked on the door twice. The door swung open and beckoned me to come inside. I hate this already. Walking inside to what I assume must be a small recording booth, I could hear my footsteps echo on the walls. This place was huge. Huge and dark. What kind of radio show needs this kind of space? What kind of radio show doesn't need a light? And I didn't want to walk any further without guidance, so I called out. Uh, hello? Looking for a... Looking for the Baroness, I guess. I mean, the secretary lady said I should say hi, so... You know. Hi. We have met before, haven't we? Um, I don't mean to be rude, but I meet a lot of people in dark buildings. Then allow me to lighten things up. The light clicked on. Max? Why are you here? Bro, how you been, man? I've been kind of through the ringer for the last little bit, to be honest. That's uh, messed up, bro. Did you ever figure out that that whole Danny thing was a setup? Yeah, someone made it up to get me here. How did you know that? And also, why are you here? I know a lot of stuff, bro. Nobody seems to notice me when I'm around, so I hear a lot of stuff. Like, did you know Mrs. Whiskers down on 4th Street is getting a divorce? I I don't know who that is. I didn't expect you to, man. It's my mother's cat. It's a real shame, too. They just had kittens. Cool. Um, Hey, quick question. Um, Why do they call you the Baroness? Oh, yeah. Funny story. It's a nickname. Yeah, I got that. What does it mean? No, I don't know. I, I think it's got something to do with bears. Why are you here? 
Oh, bro, I got a job. You you don't need a job. Aren't you rich? We are all rich if we have friends. I mean monetarily. Oh, yeah, I get it. So you ran out of money or... No, no, it's this weird thing, right? Somebody kept coming up to me and asking me for advice. And I was like, cool, bro, here's some advice. And he was like, thanks, bro, for the advice. And I was like, not a problem, man. I like giving advice. And he was like, cool, dude. You want to give advice to other people? And I was like, yeah, man, other people deserve advice. And he was like, cool, bro. I have an advice show on the radio. And I was like, cool, dude. I'll do it. Any advice? And he was like, nah, bro, you're good. And I was like, bro. You give advice. I do. To other people. Absolutely. What kind of advice? Oh, bro, let me show you. We'll take a call right now. Are we on the air? Yeah, dude, this whole entire time. You didn't want to tell me or... No, dude, of course not. Why not? Because if you knew you were on air, you wouldn't have been yourself. You would have started acting and, you know, we wanted to see your real personality. When people are being watched, they tend to act how we think we want them to act. But when they're in private, they reveal who they really are. And you deserve for people to know who you truly are, man. You're a good dude. I just didn't want you getting all nervous and stuff. Now people can see how good a dude you are. We all wear masks, my dude. Maybe it's time for you to take yours off. Andrew? They said you wanted to see me? Oh, thank Christ. Max, I gotta go. No problem, dude. Just a bit of advice, eh? You better wake up before you forget how to. What's that mean? I don't know. To be honest, I've stopped asking. See you later, bro. Yeah, of course, man. Cool. Not fucking likely. We walked into Michael's office. He was quiet the entire time. He looked pale, like he had recently been sick. He was tired, but he still had the kind of bravado in his voice we were used to. So what's on your mind this time, son? Hey, uh, how are you feeling right now? Well, I've felt better. I think I'm getting a flu or, or something. I feel a little bit under the weather. I'm like I have a fever, but nothing too outrageous. Why? Okay, okay, cool. Um, this is where stuff gets weird. Have you seen where we live? Yeah, okay, good point. Uh, weirder. Uh, I have no evidence stating that this is true, but I do have a sneaking suspicion. I think you're in trouble. Yeah, you, uh, mentioned that last time. Yeah, but now I mean for real real. Have- okay. Have you heard of the Dead Space Network? Was that what took over when, uh, Spike TV went under? No. Oh, uh, it's that game kids play where they're staring at static or something like that. Yeah, okay, great. So it's not so much a game as it is an alternate dimension in which the rules are flipped on their head and things look just the side of normal, but everything is wrong and it reveals and exploits everyone's true intentions and how they truly feel, even if they don't really understand it themselves. And I believe that whatever happens in that particular dimension will happen in this actual dimension. <gasps> so it's kind of like if you die in the game, you die in real life sort of thing. Anyway, last night I fell through my TV and was in the Dead Space Network thing, and while I was down there, I went to this kooky carnival kind of thing. I don't know if that bright wall has a carnival, but in the Dead Space Network you certainly have a carnival, and I saw you there, and I don't know if you were really there, but... It was kind of like a part of you was there, and anyway, so you go up on stage and everybody's really happy, and you look really happy, and I was like, this is nice, everyone looks really happy, and then they let you on fire, so what I'm worried about is that somebody put your cognition into the Dead Space Network, and, like, you were murdered. 
and eventually it'll reflect here in reality and real life. So basically what I'm trying to say is, how are you feeling? Son, I don't know if you're too drunk or not drunk enough, but I feel as though you need to take a break. I am dead serious here, Michael. I, I couldn't get a hold of Karen like you told me to, so now I need an answer from you. Is there something you're not telling me? Nope. My life is pretty much an open book. Okay, you, you've said that before, yet somehow I think you're holding something back. Can't imagine what. Does anybody have a grudge against you? Would anybody want to harm you in any way, shape, or form? Maybe the wife. I don't get those dishes done, am I right? Anybody want you dead? Uh, maybe my boss if I don't get those TPS uh, reports in on time, am I right? You're a radio host. You don't do TPS reports. I... It, it's... I can't help you if you don't tell me the truth. Why did you come to Brightwall? Oh, for Christ's sake, kid. You think I came here on purpose? What do you mean? Nobody wants to come here. Ask around. Everybody born here or they were brought here through extraordinary circumstances. I didn't want to move to Brightwall. I had to. What for? It wasn't my choice. I had prospects back home. People loved me. I was on broadcast news for two glorious weeks. I was the replacement anchor for the weekend edition. Six o'clock in the morning, I was on right after Gilbert the Weather Clown. Back home, I was somebody. The 40 to 55 year old housewife demographics loved me. Women were throwing themselves at me. I saw more middle-aged boob than you've had hot meals. I was your mom's dream and your dad's nightmare. I was a king. So then what made you leave? Look, I, I guess it just was, I suppose you could say, look, for those two weeks, I was like God to these people, all rock star, and I might have gotten carried away with it a little bit, partied a bit much, Gilbert the Weather Clown really puts him back, you know, and my hard partying ways caught up to me. After a quick trip to the local gastropub, I was on my way home when I, when my car hit something. What did you hit? Like a, a squirrel or a dog or something? Yeah, my car hit something like a squirrel or a dog. Or, more accurately, a woman. Jesus. So naturally, I panicked. I drove off and immediately called my guy. Your guy? Yeah, I have a guy. All us big-time celebrities have a guy. Anyway, for a not insignificant amount of money, he made it go away. All I had to do was find some place to lay low until everything cooled down. So he found me a spot right here in Brightwall, hooked me up with a job. All I had to do was let my cool voice and boundless charisma take me where I need to go. Who was it that you hit? I don't know. I didn't get her name. You killed somebody with a car and you didn't bother to learn who they were? What? She's dead. It's not like she's going to be offended. Do you know if they had a family? Were they particularly well off? No, they can't be. Why not? Have you ever seen a rich person walk places? No. They drive. Or they have people drive them. It was probably one of the poors. Why are you so cavalier about this? Well, because I have faith. In what, God? No, 
<laughs> God, no. In my guise. There's no way anybody followed me to this rinky-dig one-horse town. They found a place so out of the way, there's no possible chance anybody could have followed me. Maybe... Maybe I've made a mistake in, in trying to save... this. <laughs> what? You think you're better than me? Well, I never killed anybody with a car and then ran to a small town, so... We've all done things we aren't proud of. There's no use in ruminating on them the rest of your life. It's better to move on and try to be a better person. But you're not a better person. Well, I did say try. I don't think try is good enough. So, what, you're just gonna leave me to die? You don't even think anybody's coming after you. Well, yeah, but you do. So? So, if somebody is coming after me and you do nothing to stop it, how are you any better than me? I... Exactly. Not so different now, are we? This concludes our broadcast day.